Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. If you are interested in either sports or academics and are in the northwest province of South Africa, there's only one city established in 1838 that is home to at least 30 different schools and 17 major sports. That would be Potchef Stroom, and its residents are always welcome right here in the Doob Room. I'm Alex, and I'm doomed. Uh, I Alex has turned the opening of this podcast into a small TED Talk, and that's what I want to play in my tomb. Welcome to the Doom Room. <laughs> boom, boom. I'm Justin, and I'm doomed. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 3 of Doom Patrol called Dead Patrol. But first, uh, I just wanted to address the idea. Are they playing a lot of TED Talks and Tombs? Is that what they're like? Discovering. Oh, so popular. Yeah. Learning never should stop never learning. end. Never exactly. Stop learning he gets yet. it. That's yeah. why he drops advice at the end of the pod. Mm-hmm. And that's why, Alex, I think you should um, really expand your, your mind, expand your horizons. You think you know everything? Uh, yes. Uh, oh wow one thing i do know is the plot of this episode of doom patrol now spoiler alert if you haven't watched it for whatever reason though you probably have but the doom patrol is dead or at least most of them are dead their bodies after getting killed by not gargax but his second in command stevenson samuelson that's who Samuelson. it was. Samuelson yep. uh, gets mailed over to Larry, who discovers them packed in crates. He freaks out, oh, wraps them up as bunnies, and puts them at the dinner table, as one does. Uh, while on the outside, he is dealing with that, with the return of Dorothy, as well as the Dead Boy Detective Agency. Classic yes. Vertigo comics characters showing up. The rest of the cast is hanging on meat hooks in the underworld and bonding with significant people from their past, uh, eventually being ushered onto the afterlife, except, of course, the Dead Boy Detective Agency, as well as Larry uh, and everybody else managed to rescue them and bring them back to life, leading to the cliffhanger at the end where Michelle Gomez's mysterious character finally shows up in due manner as if nothing is wrong. And that's where we end this episode. So lots of stuff going on here. But one thing that I'll throw out to you that I was very surprised about. I spent this entire episode waiting for the dark twist with the afterlife. And I was shocked that it legitimately was like, no, these are your significant others. They're ushering you on to the afterlife. That's it. It was just I, nice. It was yeah. sort of sweet. I, I I I had a great time with this episode. And at the start of it, Dead Patrol was like, "Don't you fucking bring him back! Don't you dare bring him back! He's you keep coming Miles back. dead. You He's keep Miles back. as dead. Okay. I don't want to fucking you know." So I was I thought very you meant happy. Hitler, the other person we would like to come back to life. Oh, wow, oh, that's nice. Interesting. Your <laughs> first thought is okay, but anyways, I think. Well, it, I guess it, I guess in your mind, Niles Calder is worse than Hitler. Like Hitler is wow. 
<laughs> I have heard you better. talk about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. you keep um, your catchphrase is Hitler is better than, <laughs> and then you say, and you say stuff, and then I say stuff. All right, I just think <laughs> that uh, I was overall super happy. I thought this is one of my favorites uh, apps so far. I mean, we're only three deep, but I'm enjoying uh, this uh, this new kind of lighter fun we're having. Yeah, beep beep, I, we're three deep here on the doob room. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> beep beep, beep beep, beep, we're, beep three deep. we're three deep. Uh, we it's time stuff, we changed right? up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The deep ream. Uh, real quick, uh, I just want to say it's something I've been thinking for a while, and this episode really solidified it for me. Mm-hmm. Pete, you are Cliff, and the more I watch Cliff, the more Pete he becomes. Uh, it's, I don't know, just this episode of him talking to his dad, I was like, that's how he talks to Al. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I just wanted to see if that's really hitting with you. And it explains why you hate Niles the same way Cliff hates his dad in this uh, scene. Wow. You just kind of blew my mind with that. But, uh, yeah, um, exactly. I, you know, I definitely, I feel seen when Cliff is around. So it's it's nice for sure. I mean, Cliff's dad is really fucked up in this episode, and, like, we'll get to it, but that was crazy. His happy place is kind of insane, what he's doing to those poor flying horses. They're called Pegasuses, first of all. But, Justin, I did want to ask you, because you've been, I think, a little iffy on this season so far. How do you feel three episodes in? Uh, Pete is three deep, knee deep, but are you three deep, 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 low, stop, hold up there? Can I add yeah. on? Can I do a oh, part yeah. B you to that do, question? You're calling an add-on? Yeah, I'm calling wow. an add-on. Okay, uh, you also, get three we should vote on it. Yeah. <laughs> also, how do you feel since we're three deep now about missing the DC flip? You know what I mean? Like, are you still feeling that kind of, or are you past that? Um, uh, We're three. Uh, what's up? We're three up is what I say. <laughs> and I think the um, the season is getting better and i think it's getting more like your classic doom patrol uh type of episode like what you said alex about how the afterlife was just what it is mm-hmm. i thought was great because it has that mix of this is weird and it's sort of un uh, commented on it's just like this is just what it is we're dealing with and then there are sweet parts that are sentimental and sort of nice where the characters are getting becoming better people uh, there are parts where Larry's just like super depressing to watch do stuff. Oh man, LT was losing his shit for a lot of this. Yeah, Larry is scary, and then uh, it it ends. There's a lot of jokes, and it ends in sort of a way where you are like, I see what's happening here. I, we're moving the story forward. So this is a, a a classic DP. So what you're saying is you do miss the DC flip, but you enjoy the new logo that they're giving us as well. I can't. Honestly, the logo thing, I don't even register. I don't know if I skip it or if I'm just truly like I'm just settling in and I'm like, this is why I think it's so crazy that you're just like turn on your laptop and you're like, is it going to be there? It's like Santa Claus for you. Hmm. Well, I mean, it it seems like to characterize it now that we are three deep, it seems like Pete thinks it's cheap, but Justin doesn't make a peep. Yeah, I I would also just like to say, if you turned on a Marvel show and they didn't do the Marvel flip, you would kind of maybe be like, hey, what the fuck? I mean, we got the DC look inside. I would not say what the fuck. And then then we don't have it anymore. Rip the flip. I don't uh, give a pip. All (laughs) All right, man. And we know pip don't slip, so. 
Yeah, this episode to me, just to bounce off of what you're saying, Jason, and ignore what Pete is saying, uh, I feel like this is really starting to crisp in a little bit as a season, particularly when we get to the thing with Michelle Gomez's character at the end. That to me, and I I guess we'll see how it pans out in the next episode, that to me indicates, okay, here we go. You know, she has been in the background the past two episodes. There's been this mystery of who she is. And versus the previous seasons where it really felt like, they got to it, whatever the central conflict was in season one that was with, oh my gosh, not Negative Man, uh, Mr. Nobody. Oh, uh, Mr. Central Nobody, Conjure, yeah. Nobody was up front. Tech season two, Dorothy was up front. We're sort of playing a little bit of coy with Michelle Gomez's character. So yeah. whatever yeah. it is, I hope they open it up a little bit in the next episode. And here, I think they just kind of needed to go past this. But at the same time, it really is about the characters moving forward from the stasis that they've been in the past couple of episodes and honestly most of their lives with these significant conflicts they have. So I don't think they're ever going to completely go away, but they do make significant psychological steps forward by the end of the episode, and that's really nice to see. Yeah. Do you want to go through each of the um, different sort of uh, afterlives they encounter? Yeah, that sounds great. Why don't we start with Cliff, since Pete is so psyched about that. Pete, what do you think about Cliff's afterlife with his daddy? All right, well, first off, like, um, the dad's opening line where Cliff is like, hey, is this heaven? He was like, I thought so until you got here. Like, oh, damn, that is some cold shit. That was, uh, yeah. oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, like, uh, the fact that, like, in this heaven there's still this fucking like asshole (laughs) shooting (laughs) like oh man i couldn't believe his slice of heaven like it was uh you know it was very geared towards that character in a kind of fun horrible way but uh yeah it was um it was kind of crazy you get to meet cliff's dad and kind of see where cliff came from what would you hunt in heaven i'm not hunting nothing man that's not my idea of fun you know what i mean Nice. Angels. I'd hunt angels. Oh, <laughs> Aggressive. Yeah. Just to point of clarity, we did meet Cliff's dad before in a flashback before he was human. I think it was when he was human. Uh, I think it was when he, he oh, was yeah, about to have a kid. So there was that yeah. brief scene here, and this paralleled that really nicely. But I liked how each of the characters, and this is talking more broadly, but I think specifically with Cliff... It's all about them moving past this thing uh, that has been holding them back. And here it's ultimately being like, F my dad. He has been, he's just doing what he's doing. I need to do what I'm doing. I need to move forward with my life and stop trying to live up to him. And I thought that was a really nice way of dealing with it. And it contrasts with what everybody else is going through. Also, there was an interesting moment where like, Cliff's dad like stopped being an asshole for like two seconds when he heard Clara had uh, a kid and it was kind of like this thing that kind of like really stopped him and uh, kind of like you saw like a softer side which was interesting because it's like one of the huge motivating factors for Cliff you know is like this new chance with this new child and like you know he wants to be super dad and all this kind of stuff so and I think there's something to killing the Pegasus as like, you know, uh, slaughtering uh, innocence or childhood or something like that, that I think is something that affected Cliff and uh, that Cliff is worried about casting onto the 
to the next generations that now that he has a grandchild. Um, so I, I, I thought this was working. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was working uh, a lot. Plus it was just fun. It's funny that he was gutting a Pegasus. He was cleaning it. He was cleaning <laughs> yeah. it. He was going to eat it because it tastes like chicken. Oh, apparently, I will say I love Pegasus meat. Um, oh, dude. A lot does... of restaurants have it off menu. No, does man. Pegasus taste different from unicorn or is it basically the same thing? Uh, unicorn's a little sweeter, a lot of, mm-hmm. like, more sugar. Um, Pegasus, yeah. if you can get your hands on the wing meat, it's really oh. tender. It's, um, oh, no I like to I like to roll them in some. I have a blend of spices. It's proprietary, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. But... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Zalabix. Every Super Bowl, big, big bowl of uh, Pegasus wigs. I don't you can't like give us bit. a little. can't give us a couple of the spices in your proprietary okay, one of the salad? spices. I'm just going to throw this out here. Uh, cayenne. Oh wow! <laughs> I also use shock. salt and pepper. Oh my god! Wow, Boo. this does sound like. I mean, I've been traveling a lot lately, and you go through a lot of towns, and you're like, "Oh, you're not gonna believe this spice mix we have." And it's like paprika. That's what you're bringing <laughs> to the mix. That's like dust. It's like red dust. Okay, uh, Don's uh, blazing spice mix. <laughs> Keep your secrets. <laughs> Why don't we move on and talk about one of the other characters? We can discuss what's happening with Jane because I love this storyline. I thought this was wonderful. This is great. It's Jane talking to her Alex. What's she, who's she talking to? Don't, don't. Who's she talking to? I can't do it. Uh, frequent listeners of our Riverdale podcast will know there is a character with the same name oh, there, and stop. I, for whatever reason, Abuela. cannot pronounce this word. Yep. And uh, I came up here. Yeah, there you go. Grandma. 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 Uh, this was such a nice um, story. And it really, we've seen so much of the horrible side of Jane's yeah. uh, sort of childhood and uh, her father. To see this other side of it about someone trying to help Kay escape from that. And then we get the reveal that uh, Abuela, her Abuela, made like crafted all of the personalities yeah my first thought abuela's drawn or making a little chainsaw on them oh yeah abuela's like come on come on she seems like such a sweet um older woman and she's like put a chainsaw on that nun's hand you got yourself a personality (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know if the implication was she did all of the personalities but there's a cabinet of characters cabinet yeah and she's like like, this is jane it's there's some liberties that happen in heaven there's a pegasus it's weird that she also knew so much about drilling to have driller you know like Mm, anyways i think and penny farthing yeah i think though the the kind of really takeaway was that Jane is the strongest was so moving. And so I was just like, Oh my God. And you find out uh, she's named after her. It was very touching. Yeah. It definitely raised some questions for me that I don't think necessarily need to be answered, but questions in terms of how the whole K Jane things works, because Mm -hmm. at times it looked like Jane was moving on to the afterlife, but K was staying there. So, does Jane exist? Does Jane not exist? That's obviously the central question of her character in a certain way, or at least the thing that she's yeah. wrestling with most of the time. So again, I don't think there needs to be an answer there, but it raised it in really fascinating and weird ways, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and the way that um, uh, that Jane sort of like got to see her feel these emotions, I thought was really cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Why don't we move on and talk about Cyborg because he gets to hang oh, out man. on a nice hike with his mom, yeah. his mommy. What did you think about mommy time, Pete? Well, for, don't make it and weird. Daddy, yeah, what like what do you? You just fucking. I mean, can't be a weirdo for five seconds. No, that's. Listen. I gotta be true to myself, man. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> never gonna true. move on to the afterlife. I wish. I wish you would. Anyways, I think that this was really very touching. And you want to talk about raise some questions. Like the mom was straight up like, first off, I don't give a rat's ass what your father says. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. And then the part where she was like, yeah, your dad made you into a superhero. Made me think that like, oh, maybe some things that uh, are about dad aren't so kind of straightforward and earnest. Like maybe that accident, you know, maybe involved his dad as well. So. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely an implication there that that sort of thing is going on in some way. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Again, like, I find it difficult to process this episode a little bit, even though, frankly, this is the second time I watched it through, just because watching it from the perspective of, like, can we trust the mob? Is the mob on the level, or is she going to turn into a demon and eat his head at some point? Right. Um, So... Are, is what they're saying true? Is it what they need to hear to go through the afterlife? It's not made abundantly clear in any particular direction. And I, again, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I think the ambiguity here is okay. But I, I think you're right to question what Silas Stone is doing, but whether he was involved more actively in Cyborg's creation, I guess we'll see as the show continues. Uh, why don't we move on then and talk about Rita and what's going on with her? Um, oh, I mean, Rita's like Rita was killing it this episode. The uh, the the part where she it does the faint, like everybody else, like drops down, and she's just standing there and does like the acting faint. Oh my god! And was just kind of pretending. I, I lost it. I mean, that was just such a great Rita moment, like the perfect kind of like only Rita in that moment. Uh, it was just uh, it was so enjoyable. So as a classically trained actor, yes. like how did you feel about that faint like that? Uh, uh, I thought it was both hilarious and really well done. It was great. And as, like you said, as a classically trained actor, you have to work on your feints for, I spent seven years working on my feints. Um, oh, wow. And it's, uh, I'll try to do an audio version of it just so we have it. Um, it won't be as, uh, it won't be as visceral as seeing it in person, but it's sort of like, ah. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. For anybody listening, it really looked like Justin fainted just yeah. now. That's incredible. Yeah. And I was Are really channeling. Okay? Yeah, yeah I, right? I'm awake. I'm awake. Oh, That's okay. the thing. Wow. Nothing happened. Oh, That's wow. how you vanish into the... I actually just turned my heart off for a brief second. <laughs> oh, and the wow. hardest part is being able to be like, okay, let's get Started it going. back again. up? Yeah, yeah. yeah You're the Lawrence Olivier of your day. Yeah. Wow, what? <laughs> exactly. Oh, today? Yeah, of today. Just today. Of today. As we're recording this, uh, all the Rita stuff is great. So much fun in this episode. Um, it, it was a bummer not to see her afterlife, but at the same time, I enjoyed everything that was going on with her. Her appearing, yeah, we in the might pancake see it later. Batter. Yeah, maybe, maybe she'll die again. The her appearing <laughs> in the pancake help. batter was super fun. Uh, as I guess we can sort of segue and talk about the outside stuff a little bit. Um, but 
great stuff with her. She's always a standout character in every episode. So it's nice getting to see her to have kind of, or at least from a viewer's perspective, have a good time versus dealing with trauma like she's been doing the past couple of episodes. The, well, well and I, her, her who said like, oh, it's just vomit. And everybody was like, yay. Like that whole thing. Oh, that moment. I mean, jumping forward to the end when they're escaping and the demon. Well, it was a Rita them. moment. That's why, well, why yeah, we were talking about Rita. Spews. This enormous yeah. thing of green vomit, and you're like, oh, it's acid or yeah, they're all something. Die. <laughs> it was just vomit. Yeah. So funny. So funny. It's such an unlikely choice. Like, <laughs> what a weird idea to make this whole thing. It was great. Really, very great. felt very Doom Patrol humor. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like it fit perfectly. That, like they would get excited about it only being vomit. Well, this is a total supposition there beyond being a funny moment, but I do wonder if there's something in the writer's room where they were like, how do how do we get them out of this episode? We have like five to ten pages left. We got to wrap this up. Clearly, they're going to attack. And they're like, yeah, just have it be vomit. You know, and I yeah. think that's such a smart, funny choice. Like we've been saying, I love it when they do stuff like that. Uh, very fun. Um, And one other. Oh, so about Rita, I think. She, it feels like she's setting up to have a big role this season and be uh, become a big power player. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, in this episode, she doesn't know what's happening, but she does have the power here. She's the one that is the stays awake and has to sort of uh, figure it out at least a little bit to communicate with Larry. So I really like how slow they're playing it, but I do want to see it sort of happen mm-hmm. uh, in the next episode. Well, why don't we wow, jump you're just the... giving it one app for her to be running shit? Or you're out. Yeah. You're totally out. Exactly. Um, wow. W- one app, make it pep, is what I say. <laughs> why don't we jump to the outside of the afterlife, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about there. Uh, with Larry, I love seeing Dorothy back. You know, it's only been two yeah. episodes. Well, she looked episode. older and happier mm-hmm. and, like... I mean, I don't know when she filmed it, but the actress is actually, I think, like 20 or 21 in real life or something like that. Mm -hmm. So to have her kind of dressed more her age was nice versus the pigtails and everything. Um, And she's just a welcome presence on the show. It seems like she's probably going to be gone for at least a chunk of the season, if not longer. But it was nice to see her back. It was nice to see her in charge. Her delivery when... Larry comes, uh, when she comes in and Larry says, how was the burial? Was it amazing? <laughs> and she says, my father's burial? It was fine. Yeah. Made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Just good the, stuff. The whole LT thing being like, oh man, seeing this through fresh eyes, I am uh, losing, you know, like him, like losing it with the whole, like sitting around the table, <laughs> Dorothy being like, well, well that was another really fun choice. His first reaction being like, well, I'm a mummy. Uh, everybody yeah. else should be mummies. Everybody's yeah, mummies. Just a great, fun, weird visual that doesn't really affect anything in any way. But you know, also, when you, say, you say daddy, mommy, mummy. It's weird. It's mm. dad, mom, and mum. Any mm. a monster wrapped in bandages is a mum. Right. And, uh, a, mummy. and a wolfie baby is a, the one that scratches you and turns you into another wolfie baby. Yeah, exactly. A wolfie right. baby? That's what you say? A wolfie baby. That's what I call it. I don't know what's going on anymore, but I really loved uh, LT. Do you guys like, like vampy wampies? I love vampy oh wampies. Stop, please stop. When Larry was like, Dorothy, hey, oh, God, great to see you. Like, and um, yeah, just the how skeeved out she was by him was just uh, very, very enjoyable right from the beginning. 
Now, let's talk about the Dead Boy Detective Agency. Justin, you're a big Vertigo fan and their classic Vertigo characters. What did you think about the depiction here in the episode? I thought it was great. I mean, when I first saw the characters, I was like, are they doing Dead Boy Detectives here? And then they did do that, um, which was super great. And um, I thought the depiction was awesome. I like how they did such a great job of, like, uh, putting out their sort of characters and personalities and then um, we get to see them sort of play out. We get to see their interpersonal relationships really well done. Like, yeah. it was top to bottom. It was great. And I also really liked how they tied into Larry's story in a very different way. You know, seeing him over the course of the seasons being so scared of his sexuality and identity to then be giving advice to these two ghostly kids, I thought was so interesting and so emotionally poignant. Um, love that scene when they're standing on the river and talking about it in particular. I thought yeah. it was really good stuff. And I also, well, it couldn't be more over the plate for him to like weigh in. And you could sort of hear it in his performance. I thought he was like, I mean, I got to say something. I went through a yeah. very similar thing <laughs> and I blew it. So he, he felt sort of like, I don't usually talk almost at all, but I got to tell you, you got to say how you're feeling to your, uh, to your partner here. Um, it was great. I also really love the whole baseball bat thing. It was funny. We're in the States. I got to have a baseball bat. That was just really funny. Um, and also like the whole kind of like way they kind of were casual about all the craziness that they kind of deal with. I really loved their tone and the kind of like the way they kind of just like were going about it. I, I just think that it, I, you know, I didn't know them uh, before this. So it was kind of like a really cool introduction. I thought it handled really well. Yeah. Honestly, it was good enough that I, I don't know that they would ever do this, but it felt strong enough to do like a spinoff. Honestly, spinoff. let's yeah. do it. Have Dorothy pop in, help them solve mysteries. They knew the safe word for the for the sex ghost. It really was like, oh, you, you just say turn up, and then they they go away. It's huge. I feel bad that they now have control over the sex ghost because mm -hmm. um, I guess we'll see if they actually use it. But it was just fun to see him pop up as a little like mosquito style annoyance. Yeah. I also, while we're going through various things in the episode, I really like the design of the creatures in the Tunnel of Souls. Uh, and also, oh, yeah. I guess the lady was death, right? Like, yeah. they were all very, uh, I don't know, Hellraiser to me, the whole thing. Yeah. But given that they didn't do much the entire time, um, it was very funny. The yes. lady wasn't death. I think they said um, uh, she was one of the mm. death lieutenants, I think, gotcha. uh, is the line. They because did I actually talk think... about lady death a lot, and that freaked out LT, which was fun. I think the death, I would guess it's the classic Vertigo death, Neil Gaiman's death, is what I mm. would think they were gesturing toward. Because they sort of said death was cool, it's just she's going to, her lieutenants are the ones who are psychopaths. Mm. Interesting. What about I the wanna... dude who saves Rita? There's this, he looks heavily scarred, mysterious dude that Rita doesn't remember. She thinks maybe he, know, though she doesn't say this out loud, maybe he met Michelle Gomez's character as Rita. There's another Rita out there somewhere. But what do you think is going on with her? I thought it was. And, uh, excuse me. I thought it was the other kind of like guy, the other because it was like that dude who knew Vic, who was kind of there, and then he kind of like tried to stop the other guy with the gun from shooting everybody. So I thought maybe it was him. 
I think it's someone from her past. He says this line to her, uh, don't let him see a sweat, mm-hmm. which feels like old timey Hollywood a little bit. Um, so I think it's, we're going to find out that it's someone that actually knew Rita back in mm-hmm. the day. Yeah, that makes sense to me as well. Any other moments from the episode in particular that you want to call out that you thought were interesting or fun or what happened? Oh, nice. Um, I thought it was weird that Cyborg was like, I sort of like, I love Ronnie still. Um, really? Because I'm like, do you? The whole thing, like, that whole relationship, I don't understand. Uh, he seems to be like carrying a torch, but also like not he sort of cut her off in a pretty harsh way and is like, it just feels like he's in love with the idea of having a girlfriend. Well, I mean, he's, maybe he's still figuring things out and you know how he feels, but um, you know, I do think it is cause he does say that he's willing to like, when she's around, you know, the laws and rules that he normally follows do not apply to her. And I think that was kind of like a big reveal that he does care more than he's letting on. And maybe he kind mm-hmm. of like has these moments so he's like, no, and shuts her out and pushes her away. But that's not what he really wants, you know? I think for me, what it depends on is whether she shows up again. Like, if she does not show yeah. up again, this feels like, let, let's move on. Let's get to whatever the next exactly. thing is. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Then I think uh, she will. I, it seems like this show is smart enough that it feels to me like they're indicating there is more story to tell there. And like we talked about with the, I think it was the premiere, it was so abrupt, the ending with her in the elevator. There just feels like there's more to say. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that uh, creepy doll head on the side of the tree. And the only way you can open it is through pain. And like, cause like, and another show I was like, oh, this is going to be something dumb or whatever. This isn't, but like the actual pain that we got to see and kind of like live with the character was just awful. And so like, oh, it was so well done and such a, creepy amazing way i was just really impressed with that i mean i was already so like touching a doll head already enough pain for me where it's like not even that's why you don't go in the american girl store right oh my god that would be a nightmare uh no thank you my first thought when i saw that scene is hmm, i wonder what pete's reaction to grabbing a doll head in the woods would be so i'm glad that we Establish that. I appreciate it, Pete. Thank you. Yeah, no well, but what, what was so scary? What was so scary about what happened? Like you guys have never done a rock and swim. <laughs> I'm sorry. A rock and swim where you all take turns. You it's like a snowball fight, but with rocks, and then you swim. Huh. Pete, you ever be on the other other side of that sort of thing? <laughs> no, it's not. It's less of a uh, where I the way my I grew up doing it is just sort of a melee. Everyone's just running around throwing. So rocks you just swim. throw oh, rocks at each other, and then people get hit in the head enough they fall into the water, and then they got to swim. Then you're swimming. You mm-hmm. live in a place where the no water's snow, too so cold. You had to make your own snowballs, but they were just rocks, right? That's exactly right. We want to live out the uh, the Americana of having a snowball fight, but. Not I, enough snow. I assumed because, you know, you were more of a well person that you were more of the lower, you know, your friend in the bucket and then throw rocks at him. But, you know, all that open space, you, I thought maybe you were like, no, what then is you that throw, about? When you lower someone in the well, then you throw pennies at them. Oh, oh well, right. Yeah. Which Give are me wishes. wishes. Snap. Give me wishes. Snap. A lot of my wishes were I wish I hit the guy in the, with the penny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Any other notes from the episode? Uh, what do you think's going on? I, I mean, let's talk about just the cliffhanger here. Madam Satan. About, yeah. What do we think's going on with Madam Satan? At the end, she says, hmm, good question. Now who would like some tea? She, she seems didn't to, answer the question. Yeah. But she did acknowledge it was a good question. I mean, who is this lady? <laughs> I think the um, Rita's power set is like um, a legacy type power. And I think mm. uh, Michelle Gomez is like an earlier version of whatever Rita is. Whoa. Interesting. Um, that's, a, yeah. that's a heck of a... Did you watch ahead? How did you pull that out of your shorts? I never watch ahead. I have yeah. a lot in my shorts. I still do have a couple of episodes. Actually, I think literally a couple of episodes. I only think I've seen maybe two more at this point. Um, so I won't weigh in on this. The one last thing that I did want to mention, though, is Cliff and Jane connecting yeah. in a really way at the end of the episode, which has been a long time coming, where they basically agree they need help figuring out how to live now that they're alive again. And I thought this is really wonderful. I'm excited to see less Cliff being like, please, I want to I want to be your father, sir, get figure. And her being like, get the fuck away from me. And instead moving forward into whatever the next stage of their relationship would be. Uh, that's going to be cool. To see. Yeah, that was huge uh, steps on both of their parts. And then Dorothy was like, peace, losers. I'm going to hang with the cool kids. Yeah, Dorothy out. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say just one line to shout out um, uh, Cliff insulting. What are you doing, Harry Potter and all yeah. that stuff? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. one of you're coming up from being dead, you got to have some zingers on, on lock. And Cliff mm -hmm. certainly did. And it was kind of crazy how they immediately went to like, uh, they were like, no, don't, you know, like, don't hurt them. Like they'd murdered <laughs> <laughs> they had the heads of the freaking, you know, uh, the Doom Patrol does not play around, you know, is, that are not out there with baseball bats just trying to get by. They're fucking shit up. So uh, it was kind of a, a I like that just kind of little the difference between how they uh, do things versus uh, the Doom Patrol. Um, uh, damn it. I forgot about the other part I want to talk about. Somebody else say something while I look at my notes. Well, I'll quick. start to wrap up and then you'll cut me off and say, oh, I actually, I remember. So before we wrap up here, why don't we talk about who is most doomed oh, in this episode? Yes. Oh, you remember now, Pete? Go ahead. Danny the Ambulance. We got to see ah, Danny. Yes, yes, Danny yes. was a huge part. And um, yeah, and the fact that like Danny okayed these guys to kind of bring them in was a cool way of like crossing worlds. And also like... At first, I was like, Danny, why are you in ambulance? It seems like, you know, people need you. But coming through huge still, uh, still part of the team, making me happy to see Danny still around. Absolutely. So, Justin, who was most doomed this episode? I mean, uh, despite the fact that he was one of the only main characters who um, didn't die, uh, LT mm. is struggling. Um, he's been struggling a long time. He needs his negative spirit back. Uh, he's not getting better. As everyone else improved in this episode, Larry got worse. I'm going to throw it out to Rita. I don't know if this is exactly Aww. right. Well, but I do think there's a lot of stuff going on with her that we don't quite understand yet, from why Michelle Gomez is taking her face to who that mysterious man was in the afterlife. So there's some secrets there that are going to come out eventually, and they may be good for her or they may not be good, but we'll have to see. Pete, what about you? Who do you think was most doomed? Niles, suck it, you dead. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, wow, literally celebrating dance. Oh, man, um, I think he's doing the groundhog dance from the end of Caddyshack. 
I'm just doing my Cliff, I'm a robot dance. Oh, okay. yes. Again, Pete, you are Cliff, and you do wear graphic tees. That's right. Uh, if you, and also oh, the yeah. sex ghosts are also doomed because turn it if you would like to support our podcast patreon.com slash comic book club also we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7pm to Crowdcast and YouTube come hang out we would love to chat with you about Doom Patrol iTunes Android Spotify Stitcher or the app of your choice to subscribe listen and follow the show at comic book live on Twitter comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more and now before we wrap up a piece of advice from Pete LePage uh, you know, take it from Rita. Sometimes just pretend to die, don't actually die. We would miss you. Wow, I'm so overwhelmed by that advice. I'm. <sighs> <gasps> Are you all right? Acting. Oh, wow. Acting. Wow, that was great. Just really impressive. Yeah, just well done, sir. 